0: Good morning, everyone. It is July 27th. I looked first at some 8:52, which is even later. Uh, I remember how uh, Nathan Lowell on his podcast thoughts on my morning walk after the Nebula Conference in May. He was his walk was sliding back and back, but he, he had the excuse of a time zone difference. I was in Denver and on my own time zone, but. Um yeah, I slept in until after 7 this morning. David was up and gone when I woke up and just sort of moving slowly here. Get ice for my coffee. There we go. Yeah, so but yesterday I got quite a bit of work done. I did half of the page proofs am Warrior of the World. And it's always nice when you come back to a book like that and realize that, well, okay, it doesn't suck. <laughs> um, it's actually pretty good. It's um, a different book than I originally envisioned when I planned. I'm using, I'm using air quotes. Planned that trilogy. I had an idea for it. And as often happens with my work, so you'd think I would expect this, I end up um, hang on first sip oh that's good anyway as often happens with my work it takes me a lot longer to get to this idea I have this um, in, it's not precisely an ending because it's it's bigger than that it's sort of the overall culmination that was Jackson going after a mouse in the weeds. I have him tied up to the rain chain, so he goes after that. I'm going out front here. I'll explain why in a little bit. I have a lot of thoughts in my head apparently this morning. Anyway, I'm out front, um, which means you might hear the happy crow fountain off it. Take a picture of it so you can see it, but it's a fountain with a pair of metal crows, and they uh, open their beaks and pour out water. (laughs) <laughs> and Once they get full. It, David gave it to me for Christmas last year. It's really cute. You would have heard it if you're a steadfast listener um, on the conversation with Minerva. Hi, Isabella. We've had this uh, coyote pup coming by quite a bit this season. Uh, really curious. I, um beautiful. Beautiful. Pop. um There were three, and this one seems to be, the other two might have moved on, but this one seems to be hanging out, and yesterday came up to the house looking all interested, and Jackson's terribly interested in it, and I think it, um, I think the border collie reminds him of, or the border collie, the coyote reminds him of our border collie that we had when Jackson was a kitten. We had this red border collie named Zip, and they don't look dissimilar, and so I think J- Jackson gets so excited when he sees this coyote, and I think he wants to play. And the coyote might want to play too. It's very difficult to tell with a wild animal what's playful and what's lethal intent. Um, the coyote is also looking skinny yesterday, which is a little distressing. And now I've, I kind of want to give it some food, but I can't decide which is, you know giving the coyote food will make it less hungry so it won't try to eat my cats, or if that will make the coyote think that cats are an available food source in this same location. Uh, I haven't decided yet. We do toss out discarded food for the wildlife here and there rather than throw it away. Only stuff that's good for them. We're both biologists, so we kind of know what's okay and what isn't. Basically, you don't want to put out stuff that's exotic because they might. I mean, that's a good rule of thumb. If you know it, you could. If you know it grows in North America, you're probably okay. (laughs) But it's better if you know, like, what grows here that was brought here from other places. So, anyway, I'm sitting out front so I can make sure that that coyote doesn't come along and cause any trouble. And the happy crows are chanting their little water dance. So anyway, with my work, I often have this idea of the culmination, and I don't really know what it's going to take to get there. And I've said this in other places, but um, one of my writing partners or critique partners explained to me at one point that she thought I my process was like I knew I was driving from Seattle to New Orleans, and, but I didn't know how I was going to get there or how long it would take me, you know, and I'll know things like I have to cross the Rocky Mountains at some point and, um, that I'll probably go through St. Louis. But then what happens is sometimes I'll spend an entire book in St. Louis and I still haven't gotten to New Orleans. And I feel like this isn't a bad thing. I know other people, (laughs) other writers panic when they hear me talk about this, but, you know, it takes as long as it takes with, um, the original trilogy, Uh, Mark of the Tala, Tears of the Rose and Talon of the Hawk the events that culminate at the end of Talon of the Hawk when all three sisters are together again I actually had thought would happen very early on in Tears of the Rose when I first wrote my little sketch of this trilogy for my editor not so much (laughs) so it goes And fortunately, my editor, Peter, didn't mind. And uh, some editors are better than others at knowing that you're... At understanding that writers aren't going to stick very well to their process. Others are not so great at this. I'm readjusting one of my little drip hoses. I see it's come out of this spot. There you go, back in your spot. So... Uh, Warrior of the World I had this idea I still have this idea I can see this scene in my mind for this great big culmination Um, but it is and and it is a culmination that is more fitting of the title Warrior of the World Um, but (laughs) it's not going to happen in this book sorry sorry if that's spoilery uh, but there are really great things that, and important things that happen in this book. And in retrospect, or in present spect, in in light of reevaluation, I am happy to see. I'm happy that I got to do what I did. Um, basically, I had a choice. For those of you who have read uh, so far, I'm, well, for those of you who have certainly read "Prisoner of the Crown," which has been out for a month now. Uh, you know that that story takes place 20 years before all the rest of the Twelve Kingdoms and Uncharted Realms stories. And so does, this is kind of spoilery, so cover your, it's not spoilery, it doesn't matter. Exile of the Seas picks up right after the end of Prisoner of the Crown. So it is also taking place 20 years in the past. Somebody's pulling into my driveway oh no it's just someone coming up the road it's funny we had tons of rain pouring pouring rain last night and that all that moisture uh creates a different kind of sound pattern it echoes differently with that moisture in the air you know the more dense and moist the air is the better sound carries little known facts um That's because I studied auditory physiology and bats in grad school, so I actually know a fair amount about acoustics and strange trivia that way. So, moisture air carries sound better. Sound waves can reverberate through it better. So, Prisoner of the Crown, Exile of the Seas, will take place 20 years before the timeline of the arrest of the events. And so I had a choice with that third book, that I could either jump it up. I could skip 20 years and bring it into the future, or bring it into the present timeline with the other books, or I could stick with 20 years ago. And I ended up sticking with 20 years ago, which is good because we get to get the final, um, I don't want to call it a chapter, the final piece of Jenna's Healing and coming to terms with herself. And I think it's a good book. I hope you all will like it. Um, So many people are liking Exile. I mentioned that before, that I'm hoping that you'll like Warrior too, but I think you will. Um, I like it. I like it, and so that's good. Uh, You you never know. (laughs) Sometimes you come back and you're like, well, I like it. But I do. I'm enjoying it. And then there will be, there will be the culmination scene eventually. It's just going to happen in the Uncharted Realms books. And probably not in the Arrows of the Heart. I know every once in a while someone email me saying that they're looking forward to the culmination of the series. And I, I don't actually reply. I would say thank you and so glad. And the book will probably be out in late September, which is probably going to be the case. Um sorry. (laughs) I know it's been, it's been almost a year. Well, by the time that comes out, it'll be a year between that and Shift of the Tide. But so it goes. I did see, um, Peter, my editor at RWA. He was at the trade show with the table. He was also wearing short shorts and suspenders. So this gives you an idea of, of Peter right there. He's hysterical. But, uh, Peter and I sort of talked about when he could fit me in and we were emailing about it last night and it looks like I'm just going to get him the book at the end of August and that's probably good for me to keep on that kind of a sane schedule which means that I probably won't get it out until September end of September but it is coming and but it will not be the last book I just don't see even with my very optimistic rosy forecasts of how I will get to this grand finale in a particular book. Um, Even I know that the Arrows of the Heart will not be it. Um, It will be the next book. Um, Hang on, I'm transferring Jackson. More book after Arrows. I have to see where Arrows ends up, but I feel pretty confident that this will... This will do it. I think Arrows is going to set up the ultimate conflict. And I even know, one thing that's been holding me back is, you know, each of the Uncharted Realms books is a different love story. Um, A different person who, you know, a a different heroine story and how she finds love and does her part of the overall quest, and um, I was kind of, I was thinking all along that I'm not going to finish this story in Arrows of the Heart, and now I know, uh, oh sorry, see Nathan does this too, I start thinking about the story, Um, Arrows of the Heart, I didn't think I was going to be able to finish it all up, but I didn't know for that final book, whose story it would be, whose POV it would be, and I was thinking, well, I could, or point of view, and I was thinking, well, I could go to multiple, like revisit everyone, which would be kind of cool, but weird structurally, and then I had a brilliant genius idea, like a bolt from the blue, and it was, I, I mean, it was so good, it gave me shivers, and when I was having a meeting with... Lexi Chantal, who has the Reading Between the Wines blog at RWA. What did we meet for, Lexi? Was it a drink? It was a drink. We had Prosecco, you had wine. Uh, I told Lexi this idea, because she's been a great fan of the books all along, and she said she got actual chills. So I think that it's... I'm happy about the idea, but I'm not going to tell you guys yet. Ha ha ha, ha, ha. That is my evil Jeffy laugh. My assistant, Karina, actually has a hashtag for me. That's Evil Jeffy. Maybe I will even put it on the tags for this podcast. But anyway, I don't want you guys thinking about it too far ahead of time, especially if I change my mind, which I won't. But (laughs) just in case. And I want it to be... um, I mean, obviously, you guys find these things out before the books actually come out. But I want you to find out in the appropriate time. So now I'm on the other side of the driveway, over on the north side of the house, with both cats. I've shepherded Jackson over here, and he is exploring. And then Isabel wanders over to be with us. She likes it if we're out here. Jackson's definitely in a wandering mood. That rain really got him excited. But I tell you what, you guys. I had finished writing yesterday, and I'd gotten off of my treadmill desk, and I was sitting in my armchair with my laptop finishing up some i was looking at i don't know if either this class i was teaching i'm teaching for lit reactor or looking at sephoa board stuff on the forums catching up on that i was sitting in my big armchair and i knew that the storm was coming in you know it was the big black clouds on the you know coming closer and rumbling in the distance and you know, with the monsoon season going here, you know, we get that every single afternoon, and this was like four o'clock, so it was a little, maybe five, maybe six, later evening, later afternoon, and uh, so I was sitting there in my armchair, which is next to a window on the south side of the house, and working, and all of a sudden, this crack of lightning came down, and I mean, I swear it felt like it hit right outside the window, and I jumped and screamed, and the cats ran. They were eating, and Jackson abandoned his food. You know how bad it was if Jackson abandoned his food. i just fed them for the evening, and he went running off. Both of them went slamming through the kitty door into the garage for safety, and boy, that just scared me to death. And then there was another one about like five or ten minutes later. Equally close, and it was weird because there was just no sense of warning on those. Maybe because I was inside, you know. You always hear people talk about the how the air feels like it thickens, and you feel that static charge building, and all of that. None of that. It just sort of was indeed a bolt from the blue, or a bolt from the gray and rapidly darkening. So, at any rate, I was. I got up. I went and looked out the window or you know because I can't really see from sitting down I kind of stood and looked out the window half expecting to see like (laughs) I don't know a smoldering spot outside but I, I didn't I don't know what it hit maybe it hit like a house lightning rod or do people even have lightning rods anymore you know what I don't think they do I haven't seen a lightning rod on a house in forever is that an old thing Well, we used to have them when I was a kid, right? We had those lightning rods on top of our houses. Maybe everyone decided that was a really dumb idea. Huh. That's funny to think about. I'm looking around, because I'm staying outside, I'm looking at all the houses in my neighborhood. And of course, they're all of these sort of low, um, adobe style, northern New Mexico style houses. uh, But nobody has lightning rods. We also don't really have trees to speak of. you know, most a few cottonwoods, those are the tallest ones we have, and then mostly kind of um lower junipers and mesquite and then the, the Choya which are not taller than a person. So it's a pretty low level landscape overall. I guess our neighbors have that Russian olive over there. But I don't see any trees that got knocked. So you know, these things are so relative probably that lightning bolt hit like a mile or two away, and it just felt so close. But, I mean, that was the thunder was instantaneous. Really kind of shocking, shocking indeed, in a literal sense. All right, now I'm just rambling. Okay, Jackson, come on. Let's go back to the house. Come on. Come on. I'm not going to leave him out here because... <laughs> He's clearly in a jailbreaky mood. He can actually slip this harness if he tries hard enough. He'll wrap the leash around something solid and then kind of back out of it. Come on. Let's go back to the house. There you go. He'll trot along semi-obediently once he figures out I'm not going to give up. Although now he's trying to go up the other side of the driveway. It's a big circle. So, come on. There you go. What a good boy you are! Yes, I'm a good kitty cat. Yeah, come on. (laughs) There we go. All right. Reattach them to the rain chain. So anyway, today I'll finish those page proofs. Oh, and I meant I should talk real quick about. I finished reading Jennifer Estep's *Venom Venom in the Veins*. And that was very good. Enjoyed it very much. And then I picked up a copy at RWA of Alyssa Cole's A Princess in Theory, which everyone, including Corrine, had been talking about how much they liked that. And and I found it charming. I loved the premise, which is kind of this... uh, The heroine gets uh, these emails that seem like spam Nigerian emails saying, guess what, you get to marry a prince... And so she deletes them all. And then, of course, it turns out to be real. Not Nigerian, but from an African nation. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was very fun and charming. Um, I read the whole thing. I, I would have liked, um, I don't know, maybe a bit more conflict toward the end. I didn't find her, the I liked her name, Naledi. Not sure if I'm saying it right, but that's how I said it in my head. Now Letty, and she calls herself Letty. And I, I didn't quite buy Letty's outrage and at being lied to, and continued resistance. Uh, after a while, it just began to feel unreasonably stubborn, and that's a difficult thing in romance. <clears throat> it's hard to carry off. But but I thought it was a delightful book, and I enjoyed it. And. Uh, and I picked up a copy of the second one for Corrine. She enjoyed, a, a enjoyed the first one. So um, it's something like A Duke by Default, I think is right. Yeah, Duke by Default. So I'm going to be sending that to her in a care package soon. And, uh, but I also started reading, um, now that you mention it, by Kristen Higgins which won the Rita this year for, uh, in the mainstream romantic elements category. And, uh, boy, I tell you what, I've read Kristen before, but, you know, like, I don't know, five, ten years ago, something like that. Uh, And this book, I picked up a paper copy at RWA. Oh, no, wait, did... No, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm reading. I picked up a paper copy of the sequel, an arc at RWA, but um, this one, I I bought. I bought a few other Rita Winner's books to do research, and I actually get to deduct those on my taxes. That's how great my job is because it counts as doing research. But <laughs> I started reading this yesterday morning as I was running, and <laughs> my God, the opening is brilliant it is just crystal clear and immediately hooked me it was like a master class in characterization and understanding grounding you immediately in the characters in the world just unbelievable how good it is um since then the pace slowed, but I don't know if you could maintain that, the pace of that beginning. It was really extraordinary. So anyway, I'm, I'm like a third of the way through the book already. I've been, been enjoying it very much. I read it last night. I didn't stay up that late though, only till like ten thirty. So I don't know why I slept so long, but we shall not obsess, shall we? Anyway, I'm going to sign off, get to work, finish warrior. It was lovely chatting with you all and I will talk to you later. Bye.